parents, are you looking for an informative, encouraging, and engaging resource for your teen daughter? Check out the new and improved Brio Magazine from Focus on the Family. Almost double the original size in a book-like format, this trusted, biblically-based magazine provides teen girls with inspiring stories, fashion advice, cultural insights, and positive role models. Help your teen girl live out her faith. Subscribe at BrioMagazine.com. That's BrioMagazine.com. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Parenting Podcast. Something I told my kids from time to time was, if you want some good friends, then learn to be a good friend. And it can be really hard to be or find good friends in the middle school years, the high school years. Uh, There's so much pressure and there's so much of a yearning to be popular. But you can encourage your child to stand out by noticing others, being uh, something uh, that we would call a contributor in friendships. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Danny, you talk a lot about being a contributor, not a consumer. I really appreciate that emphasis. Uh, We'll get more to that in a moment, but first let's go ahead and listen to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Danny and with Jesse Manassian. Uh, They both offered some really helpful advice on guiding preteens in relationships. Jesse, you were a guest a while back on the broadcast. We were talking about a book you had written at the time called uh, Crushed, mm. and it's about boy-girl relationships. Yes. I'm saying this for the listeners, yes, not yes. for you. You wrote the book. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, but something happened around that time, I think, with your daughter. <laughs> so tell us, remind oh, us what, what the story yeah, was. So this is what happens when you have an author for a parent. <laughs> don't so I've, say that. I've been, I was writing this book called Crushed, Why Guys Don't Have to Make or Break You. And my daughter was probably about six or seven. And so she had heard kind of, you know, just the talk around the dinner table or, you know, what mommy had been doing was about this book. They had even drawn me cute little crayon covers to submit to the publisher for consideration (laughs) for this book. And so they were aware of the title. And and so one night they had gotten home. They had been at uh, ballet practice. They were doing the Nutcracker and they were very excited and they had been at practice all evening. And we returned home and, and my daughter crawled into my lap and just burst into tears I said, oh, sweetie, what's wrong? Is it, do you want to talk about it? And it took her a few minutes. We had to get through some tears first. And, and finally she said, mommy, I need to tell you something. I think I have a crush. And she burst into <laughs> tears. She could barely contain herself just sobbing into my chest because in her mind, it was like a dirty word around right. house. If mommy's writing about it, it must be terrible. And so, you know, How'd we, you had great, we had a great discussion. It, th- those were one of those early conversations where we were able to open up the door for future discussions and talking about the difference between admiration and attraction. Right? I said, honey, it's okay. That nutcracker, he's pretty cute in those tights, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to have a crush on him. You know, you're going to be attracted to guys as you get older. And so to be able to, to start those seeds of, of distinguishing between desire and admiring um, at that early age. You know, Jesse, it's funny. This popped into my head, this vision of when parents get into trouble sometimes. I did this with the boys. We go to food. Hmm. Oh, that's terrible. You want to have ice cream? (laughs) And and really, we got to be careful with that to make comfort yes, food important absolutely. to you. And I, I, I just know as a parent that sometimes became my crutch. Oh, well, let's go 
get a fast food item, yes, right? Yeah. You, you got to even watch that, that you yes. connect food to sympathy and to that, right? That's very oh, yeah. important, especially as girls are heading into these tween years. Their bodies are changing and healthy eating is going to be very important for mm-hmm. them to have self-confidence, right? And so... That's something we've been very aware of in our home is trying to create rewards that are not always food driven. Yeah. Um, We're good become... at that in the Christian community, <laughs> right? It's everywhere. It's so hard to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, don't we have donuts out there to eat? After yeah, somewhere there's a donut. I'm looking for it. Danny, uh, you've talked to many teens about the important difference between a consumer or a contributor mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you talking about? That is a, a really good distinguishing factor for teens. We're, we're naturally consumers. We want more of things that we, well, that we like, right? Well, we're bombarded by right. that in the we're culture. We're sold to our consumer side, yeah. right? Contributor is a person that notices other people, builds in their lives intentionally. So they're intentional about seeking something outside of their own world, the good of someone else. And so it's more of a, a mindset of wanting the best for another person, a servant, and uh, a consumer thinks about things, maybe is respectful, but for their own desires and their own needs. Maybe they serve someone else, but it's for their own good. They want to do it so that they look good. That's the consumer. And so as we've talked about sexuality in our home, we've talked about the idea that they're contributors to the gift. When they show up and they're uh, wanting to marry someone else, they're going to show up with a gift, and that's contributing to the health of the relationship, the marriage, the covenant. That's their side. If they're showing up as a consumer, it's all about their rights and what they want, and uh, it's really about training our kids to become contributors within a covenant rather than consumers of a covenant. Yeah, that is good. Um, We're right near the end here, and uh, I want to mention a Bible verse that you talk about in Launch into the Teen Years, which I think is so good, Proverbs 4.23, which says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. And some versions say it, guard your heart, which I like Mm -hmm. a little better. Why is it so important for our kids and teens to guard their hearts in today's culture with social media, all the inputs they're getting? Uh, Let's assume they're going to schools where a variety of students are there, not just Christian kids, but everybody. And sometimes we as Christian parents put our kids in Christian school and expect everything's a lot better there Mm -hmm. when it's not. Mm -hmm. And we've got to come to that realization. So how do we help them guard their heart? A lot of it comes from modeling ourselves. How are we taking the time to guard our hearts as parents from the craziness? Are we taking time to be quiet before our Heavenly Father? Do we take time to think about our thinking and what our thinking is leading us towards? Are we taking time to evaluate our own belief systems and establish a certain belief system and pattern within our homes? That's, that's our modeling first. And then with our kids, helping them stop and think about their thinking. What, as you're thinking about these things, how's that impacting you? And use observations in your kids' lives to help them be more self-aware. Yeah. Where I live, we have an actual water source where all of our water comes from that we use for the year. And so this verse of guarding your heart reminds me of that water source trail. And there's actually a sign posted at it that says, like no bathing, no in the swimming, creek. In yeah, no swimming. Water. And, and I've taken my kids there and actually talked about this verse of, you know, there's a reason why we have to protect this source of our water, because whatever goes in here is going to end up downstream in our community, right? And come through our pipes. And so we have to guard this with vigilance. And it, it only takes a small amount 
a pollution of some kind in this water wow. in order to contaminate all of our drinking water. So, you know, and, and bringing that home to their hearts of we have to be so careful of what you're allowing in, um, not in a legalistic way, but just in a mindful way to be yeah. intentional about what our preteens and our teens are allowing into their minds and their heart. I really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, you and Jesse make a great team, and that video series is really, mm-hmm. really solid. Uh, launch into the teen years. Danny, let's go back to the uh, the time when your son was in middle school. I think you've got a story or two, at least a couple of stories, about how you encouraged him in this area of relationships. Yeah, thanks, John. That was a fun conversation, by the way. Uh, really... That first day, I remember driving in to school and uh, talking to Alex. And, hey, and he's at middle school, right? Middle school. Seven, yeah. Actually, at that point, he was sixth grade. Uh, that's middle school uh, yeah. for, for my son here in Colorado, right? Uh, and he was, we were driving in, and I said, Alex, you get to be a noticer today. Who do you think you could notice? And he thought of a boy. He said, there's this one boy that usually sits by himself in the lunch lunchroom when we were in elementary school. And now it's so big, I'm going to look for him. I said, okay, uh, that's your, if you want to practice being a noticer, let's see how you do, and we'll check in later. And uh, when I picked him up from school, I said, hey, how'd it go being a noticer today? He said, I loved sitting with this other boy at the, in the lunchroom. Uh, we, we talked, it meant so much to him hmm. that I chose to sit with him. And then from then on in middle school, my son would find uh, this boy and invite him to their table. He would sit with him if he was sitting by himself. He had some special needs and, and was a little awkward socially. But man, just opened up and was free with my son. And uh, the, the son's mom called uh, my wife and said, hey, we appreciate what Alex has done we know this because our son tells us when he comes home uh, that he sits with them, and it meant so much to him. He ended up moving to another state and continued to to write to my son, and it, he said, it meant a lot to me mm-hmm. that you showed kindness to me in middle school. This young man's growing up and, uh, and, and, and coming out of his shell, and my son was able to contribute to this young man's life mm-hmm. in a very powerful way. My son still remembers that and uses that in, in high school now when he sees somebody sitting alone. He's not afraid to go over and sit with that person because he knows what it could mean to that person's yeah. life. I love that, Danny. And I want to say thank you on behalf of all those mm-hmm. kids out there who are sitting at the table by themselves or they're uh, on the basketball court just kind of off in the corner because they really can't integrate. Love the idea of being a contributor, a noticer, a connector, really, for others. So Mm -hmm. thanks for the way you've modeled that in your own family and for sharing that with us here today. I appreciate it. And as parents, make sure you uh, celebrate those moments with your child. If they do that in a very genuine way, not because they want to be noticed themselves, but they're freely giving, make sure you're coming alongside of them in that and give them a high five. Mm -hmm. Way to go. I love you. You're doing a great job loving others. Well, some great wisdom from Danny Huerta, and uh, certainly we heard some great stuff in the conversation with Jim Daly and me earlier uh, that Danny and Jesse Manassian were in. I do want to point out that video program that uh, we have here at Focus on the Family, designed for you to watch and discuss with your preteen, covers all the important topics that, uh, that you want to talk about with your kids. It's called Launch into the Teen Years, and we've got that video series here. 
if you can make a $60 donation to Focus on the Family today, we'll say thank you by sending you the entire Launch into the Teen Years kit. And uh, you can donate and get the kit and find out details in the episode notes or just call 800, the letter A, and the word family. And next time, we'll have some advice about teaching your kids about God's design for sex. And uh, for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Find fun for your kids just a click away. And now, Adventures in Odyssey. The Adventures in Odyssey Club, where your 8- to 12-year-old can find trusted, faith-building entertainment in a safe online club. It features almost every episode ever, plus special monthly club-only episodes and content, and a Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine subscription. Sign up today. Just go to aioclub.org radio.